I want to know how to use life insurance as a bank. Is that yeah. what the wealthy people do? That's what the wealthy people do. Okay, so first of all, wealthy people don't like taxes. This is the fourth vehicle in Canada, the out of the five. Okay. It's called a permanent tax shelter. What is that? What is that? That's a permanent life insurance policy. So how you can use it as a bank. That half a million dollars in your permanent life insurance policy, you can actually use something called a collateralized bank loan. Break that down. Life insurance is viewed as an asset. The smart way to do it is you take it to the bank and say, hey, I have this asset. I want $50,000 in a loan. Okay. Okay. So the bank goes, well, we know, Corey, you got half a million dollars in here. Yeah. You don't pay it up and you die. We know we're going to take the money back because yeah. you have the money. From your own policy, you pay yourself $50,000 a year. Okay. Because you're not- with And that doesn't affect the what's in your policy. That's what I was going to say. Uh, okay. Awesome. Okay, okay. You're getting, catching on. <laughs> That's great. So you're, because you're not actually withdrawing money and paying any tax, the money still grows within this account. Welcome back to the Black is the New Rich podcast. It is episode 12. And this episode is actually very important because to be honest, even myself, I do not think about this stuff enough, especially when it comes to life insurance, retirement. I wasn't raised to think about this stuff early in my life. And that's why I had to get the expert on this topic. I need to know what's going on in the future or better yet, even my future, to be honest. So I don't wanna, um, I want I want him to introduce himself because he has a lot to talk about today. Thank you. Hey, man, I appreciate you for having me on, man. No it's definitely good to see you. So, yeah, my name is Nabi Gani. I'm from Mississauga, Ontario, formerly known as a basketball player. Now I'm in the financial world. Um, yeah, man, it's, it's definitely been a crazy, crazy ride so far. The journey has just started for myself. But um, my mission is to impact a lot of North Americans and for them to understand, you know, how the money game works. Because growing up, you know, I'm from Afghanistan. Right. And correct me if I'm wrong. We were not taught how money works. We were not mm -hmm. taught about how how to get ahead financially. The school system isn't there to teach it to us. So now I'm in this industry where I'm like, you know what? I got to bring this value to a lot of people. And like you asked me off camera, I man, first thing I went and showed my, all my friends and families, all my loved ones. Mm -hmm. And now I want to bring that to your show. And, and hopefully I can you know help inspire some people to kind of get their heads, you know, turning the right way towards this topic today. Cause it's a, it's a pandemic within a pandemic and it's not talked about. So yeah. yeah. Okay. Dope, bro. So obviously I know you <laughs> off camera for a very long time. I've seen your basketball journey, um, from like we were saying off camera, 13 years old when I was working at the YMCA and yeah. you like for, to me, you went off grid for a little while. Mm -hmm. Right. Tell me about that. Yeah. So when, when I, I was a late bloomer to the sport, uh, I, I played my first real basketball game in grade 12. At mm -hmm. Father Gates, yeah, right? Wow. The legendary school. So Gators, shout out to you guys. <laughs> um, but that was my first real, you know, year of playing ball. And I was a role player. I was sitting in the corner, man. I was shooting threes. And I kind of let some of the guys on the team take over. And uh, my coach came up to me. He said, hey, man, if you take this sport serious, you can get a free education out of it. And I looked over at him. I said, man, I'm not here for a free education. I want to go pro, whether it's overseas, whether it's the league, right? I said, I want to go pro and provide for my family because that was a dream, right, growing mm -hmm. up. Yeah, facts. So I came back for that final year. Man, I was 6'4", 150 pounds soaking wet. I'm like, <laughs> you know what? I got to change something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I came back, thankfully, I grew an extra two inches. I put on about 40 pounds. I remember your I last year. You started killing that yeah, year. <laughs> I, I, was, I, I, put on, I put on a little bit of athleticism, not too, too much. Mm -hmm. um, and I came back and I was scoring 30 a game and... Um, didn't have the grades to go uh, to the NCAA Division One. Had a whole bunch of Division One offers and interests, but couldn't go nowhere. So I actually ended up going to JUCO at Western Oklahoma State College. And I was a program's first ever Canadian recruit. So it meant a lot to me. I was playing really well. I was known around the town as a Canadian kid could really hoop. 
and I was the only freshman starting. Uh, played the played the first half of the season pretty well, mm-hmm. and uh, only only one starting. And then what happened was my first practice back freak accident. It was literally the first minute of practice. We were doing press break. I got the ball. The second I turned, I heard a pop in my Achilles, and that Jeez. was it. I went right to the ground. The first thing I remember was Kobe's injury, and yeah. I thought about Achilles injury. My body went into a shock because if Co- if it took Kobe that long to come out yeah. of that injury, yeah, yeah, I said, yeah. "My well, my career is yeah. over." Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. So. Um, it, the doctor told me, man, it's like, you know, it's one of those injuries where you just don't know when you can come back from it. Mm-hmm. So for six months, I could barely walk, came back home to Canada. Um, and it's a business out there, the sports world, like we spoke yeah, about, right? Yeah, yeah. So I came back home. It's I attended throat. university. Yeah. I, I attended university of Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. Didn't work out to say the least. Came back home to Ontario where I quit the game of basketball after a couple of my friends and family saying, man, try it again, try it again. It's persistency. You got to keep it up. I went to McMaster because of some financial turmoil uh, with my family. My mom was actually diagnosed with breast cancer and my father at the time had just left us. Mm -hmm. So we were struggling financially. I couldn't even stay in school. Mm -hmm. Man, OSAB wasn't even giving me any money. Mm -hmm. And um, I I let the McMaster coach know that and uh, I had to part ways, unfortunately. So in order for for me to, you know, make money, I had to go get a job. And after a couple of attempts of finding a job, I was landing in retail at Sportcheck. I was working part-time hour. I was work. I was a part-time working full-time hours, sometimes even overtime. Yeah. Wasn't enough. So I got myself another full-time job. Mm-hmm. So like you mentioned, I was off the grid. Nobody knew because I was working 16 to 18 hour days. Jeez. For God uh, knows how, how old. How old are you? I was that, 21. 21 years old. I just turned 21. I was working 16 wow. to 18 hour days, 100 to 120 hours a week, depending on what type of overtime hours I'm putting in. Mm-hmm. So I didn't see nobody. Right. Only people I saw was if they came to sport check and they saw me working or yeah. my other job. And uh, yeah, man, I just realized, you know, with 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 a job, if you got a lot of time, you're not making a lot of money. But if you're making a lot of money with a job, you got no time. Bars. And I realized, man, I needed to figure out a way where I can have time and money mm-hmm. where money to enjoy the life I want to build, but also the time to enjoy with the loved ones to do it, to do yeah. the things I want to do. Yeah. So we all got our goals and dreams. So. Yeah, man. And then a uh, great friend of mine uh, brought me into this industry where I am now. And I never thought I'd be able to ever, like in a million years. If you told me five years ago, I'd be wearing a three-piece suit, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, talking the way I talk, I probably would have laughed in your face. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, no, yeah. no chance, right? Yeah. So we all go through growth. We all go through change. And unfortunately, well, fortunately, I should say, from a young age, I went through it faster than most. Yeah. Um, and I think it shaped me into the man I am right now. So, yeah. Okay, dope. So you went through a sports industry that uh, that's literally halted your basketball career you went through your mom um getting breast cancer your dad departing right and you're still 24 years old yeah so far Mm -hmm. what is the best advice that you've gotten and what is the worst advice you got in your life so i'll start with the worst okay the worst (laughs) advice was people telling me that if you want to be successful chase money Mm -hmm. and then i was like well where do i chase money the best advice second to that yep. was you got to chase skills. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. But any an analogy given to me was, you know, live your life like a pipeline. Have you ever heard the pipeline analogy? Uh, no, for, not really. No? Break it down for me. Okay. So the pipeline analogy. So there's a father and a son, right? Yeah. And they had to bring buckets of water to their village. Yeah. All right. And there's another gentleman, right? He was getting the tools and the items to, to build a pipeline. Mm-hmm. All right. Instant gratification, delayed gratification. Mm-hmm. When the when the father and son brought the buckets of water, they got paid every time they did that. Yeah. The guy who's building the pipeline didn't get paid for years. Mm. After a couple of years, the hut the the father and the son, now they're tired. They yeah. can't keep carrying these buckets of water. Yeah. The guy who's building the pipeline, all he did was turn the tap and it was flowing Jeez. for the rest of his life. 
So it was delayed gratification. That was the best advice I got. Live your life like the pipeline analogy. Ah, so <laughs> just building, just kind of building. And I'm looking at it like, man, delayed gratification, delayed gratification. We all want things fast, man. Yeah, you fast, know what I'm saying? We, we, we want things fast. We want money Especially now. in today's, today's age. Today's world, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. With social media and yeah. people and maybe bills you got, right? Yeah. But if you stay, if you stay to it, like if you give me five hours to chop a tree down, yeah. I'm gonna spend the first four and a half hours sharpening my axe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and then I'm gonna use the next thirty minutes to chop that shit down. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's kind of where you know that's the best and worst advice I've gotten. Okay. Chase money, but nah, man, you gotta chase skills. Dope, dope, dope. Yeah. All right, cool. So let's get into it. Mm -hmm. Life insurance, retirement, and I'll be very honest with you. Like I said earlier, like I've been very ignorant to the topic, mm -hmm. right? And I realized that how important it is because I feel like people can relate to when I say this is that because we think it's so far that we don't pay attention to it. But when it comes, I don't want to be smacked in the face. Like, what do I have? Mm -hmm. What am I doing? Right? So my first question is, um, what is retirement look like now in 2022 and what is it going to look like in the future man <laughs> i hope this doesn't disturb a lot of people but what it looks like right now quick number right now in today's day and age in canada 91 percent of people entering retirement they enter unsuccessfully Jeez. now what do i mean by that 53 percent of them are dependent on a paycheck depending on family a government right like paycheck from the cpp order yeah they're just looking for some help right yeah the dependent 14% work to the day they die. 14% work to the day they die. 14% of them. And the rest are literally just their paycheck to paycheck. Wow. I think about all the people, and you think about it, the people you see working, those those older people, they're working because they have to, not because they want to. Yeah. Right? Because nobody sat down with them when they were 20 years old, 25 years old. You should do this. You should start somewhere small. Yeah. Right? That's where retirement is right now. And it's a big, it's a pandemic within a pandemic, like I mentioned. Right? Not a lot of people know about it. Now, where it's headed... God forbid we stay in this trajectory we are right now. Mm -hmm. I don't think anybody's gonna retire. Right now, you a lot of people, a lot of people are not going to retire. And if wow. they do, they have to be very, very frugal. Now, my thing to that is that, man, you've been working your whole life. Yeah. The average person works a hundred thousand hours in their lifetime, but they spend only two hours of their entire life sitting down looking at how to maximize the current finances they're making. Jeez. Why is that? Because they're not thinking about it. Yeah. What, what you focus on expands, right? Fact. So if you think about retirement. Right. You're cautious about it. You have one eye looking this way, but you have one eye looking in retirement. Mm -hmm. Right. You have to be thinking about it because it's going to happen one day and your friends, your family, myself, they're not going to be there to bail you out. Yeah. 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 Right. You want to live. And so let me ask you, brother. You, I, know, I know it's kind of your question. What's your dream life in retirement? How do you want to live in retirement? Well, I want to live a, a, when I'm retired, I don't want to have to be thinking about bills. Yeah. I don't want, if I, God forbid, like God, like, you know, willing I have kids and a family, grandkids, children. I don't want to be thinking about budgeting, mm -hmm. like when it comes to my family. So I do want to take, um, I do want to take trips when I want to take trips and just, you know, just live, live easy. <laughs> you worked your whole life. You've yeah. been through a pandemic. You've yeah. been through 9-11, the recession. Yeah. You want to be able to just kind of kick back and just enjoy it without a single thought about money. Yeah. See, a decade and a half ago, a book came out. I got to get this book to you yeah. so you can share it with your audience. It was a gentleman who worked for the CRA, all right? And since he worked with them, he he got a, he got he actually published a book talking about retirement and unsuccessful people, things like that. He said 15 years ago, right? This was written in 2010, I think, I believe. He said, most seniors were thinking about their health. Mm -hmm. Now they're thinking about their wealth mm -hmm. because m most seniors in retirement are outliving their money. Mm. they're outliving their wealth so now, right now they're like what do we do yeah and 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 to top it off they're probably still working 
probably getting CPP, old age security. Maybe they have a work pension, right? Maybe they have a side hustle here and there, right? Most seniors in retirement are paying more tax now in retirement than they ever did working their 30s, 40s, and 50s. Wow. In retirement. Yeah. Where they're supposed to pay, in my opinion, no tax. Yeah, Live exactly. life, enjoy time with family. Exactly. But they're paying the most amount of tax. Wow. Which is kind of crazy. Yeah. So... So then that goes to my question, like, where do we start? And like, how much do I need for like retirement? Like, where do I, where am I starting with this? Mm-hmm. Well, it all starts with what you can afford, number one. Okay. Most people think that they, they need to start off with a thousand bucks a month okay. or 500 bucks a month, right? Yeah. Well, my first plan was $50 a month, oh, right? Wow, okay, cool. You, you got to build that discipline. Man, saving money is like working out. Yeah. It's a discipline. It's consistency. Yeah. Right? So 50 bucks a month turns into 50, $50 a week. Um, then it was like $50 a day. Yeah. Right. Then you start to start looking at it where now where, where you started off very small, where in the eyes of a wealthy person or in the eyes of the bank, you're going, who, who wants to sit down with somebody who's making saving 50 bucks a month? Mm-hmm. Right. Financial advisors out there only targeting the wealthy. Mm. Nobody sat down my family. Probably nobody sat down your family no. and say, hey, Corey, I know you got a little bit of credit card debt. I know you got a little bit of debt, no savings. We should sit down and look at how to maximize your current finances so we can get you to retirement and live the lifestyle you want. Has anybody ever done that for you? No. The banks are not going to do that. Yeah. They're not going to do that for a single mom yeah. raising three children, going through breast cancer like my mom did. Yeah. Nobody sat down with us. And there's a lot of people out there living a quiet life of desperation and they need help. Yeah. But they just don't know where to find it. So where to start? You got to start somewhere. You got to sit down with somebody who's in the industry. Mm-hmm. Right? It's a shameless plug. You got to sit down with somebody <laughs> who's in the industry. Yeah. Okay. And and can find your current needs and, and what you can afford to start getting you there and build that discipline now. Okay. So I, I, I noticed that you just mentioned like the financial advisors that are not really helping the, like, you know, the people that are not wealthy. Right. So how do you find like people like yourself to great, help them? Great question. So a lot of what I do is pretty much word of mouth referral mm-hmm. okay if i do good by you right maybe you'll send me a family member that you know and love and care about mm-hmm. okay i ask people a lot of questions was so like if you ever go to a restaurant right are you gonna ever give that referral to that restaurant if you didn't enjoy the food yeah facts. probably not yeah, right facts. so you got to do good by a customer one one client at a time one customer at a time add as much value as you possibly can to them and then kind of get out there what i've started to do now is is it really really incorporate my social media yeah. A lot about who I am and what I do. Yeah. Uh, a lot of my stories, educating people on where retirement is headed, life insurance, just investments in general. I know you've had a lot of people come on and share a lot about that. And that's what I want to talk about because a lot of people, I realize, are really stuck on just stocks, just mm-hmm. crypto, mm-hmm. just real estate, mm-hmm. right? Those are all great, great investments, great people, you know, great things to look at. But those are all speculative assets. What do you mean by that? Break that down. So... A lot of that stuff isn't predictable, mm. okay? There is a history of it, right? But it does ups and downs. It's very cyclical. It's, volatile, Just, yeah. it's very volatile. Mm-hmm. It's very cyclical, mm-hmm. right? People all want to get into real estate. They tell you all the pros about real estate. What about the cons, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And I know all the people who are, came on this show, they know the cons. Mm-hmm. They don't really talk about that though, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So they talk about a, lot, a lot about the pros. Now, with stocks and crypto, Man, when you're up, you're up. Yeah. When you're down, you're down. Yeah. Now, what about that mom who's thinking about groceries next month? You think she's going to put her money into crypto? Yeah. No. Yeah. Right? So you got to put in a, in a, I work with people who put their money, I call it the set it and forget it money. Yeah. Put it towards your future. Mm-hmm. Put it towards something where it's like there's a guaranteed like money sitting for you in retirement. Mm-hmm. Right? And I, I know you can't use the word guaranteed a lot, but 
you know what? We have an ability to show people vehicles mm -hmm. for them to put their money into something where long term, the longevity of it, they're going to have money for themselves in retirement, tax free as well. Now, second to that, right? Like you mentioned, I know it's a lot of people, they say, man, I have a financial advisor. Mm -hmm. And I sit down with them. I take a look at their you know, current finances they're making. I take a look at their current plan. And I'm like, I realize you have a financial advisor, but your advisor hasn't shown you a tax-free retirement. Mm. And they're going, well, what do you mean by that? Well, a lot of people are putting their money in positioning in a way where they're going to pay a lot of tax in the future. Because they're not getting taxed now. Then that, they, they have to make that up later. With correct their financial advisor that's supposedly helping them. And that financial advisor is going to be gone. Just like a lot of advisors I deal with right now. Yeah. Right. They're going, man, we set something up, man. And then we're good. Yeah. What they're going to do is the average advisor by, right now, by the way, in Canada is 62 years old. Do you think they're on a, on, like they're ready to get on a run to help half a million Canadians across the country for the next five, 10 years? Yeah. No, they're thinking about retirement and they're thinking about passing their book of business down to some university graduate who just came out of finances and he's like, hey, Jimmy, take care of everything. And he's going to have a shitload of problems to deal with. And he doesn't even know anything about the industry. He's brand new. Yeah. But that's how this industry is. Mm. The financial services industry is the, is, is the wealthiest industry in the world. Yeah. Like retail, real estate, financial services. Yeah. It is a known stat. It yeah. produces the most millionaires yeah. on the planet, but it also has the most problems on the planet. But it makes sense. You work with money, you make the most money, right? Yeah. So... Yeah, a lot of advisors, they, they don't take the time to educate you on finances. They just tell you to put the money here and for you to trust them. And most people don't know any better. Yeah. So they do that. Okay, dope. So <clears throat> thinking about retirement and a number, I can't really think of a number of how much I would need mm -hmm. to live the life I want to live. Like, okay. what? Are, talk to me about some numbers. Okay. So so let me ask you. A dream life. Dream life. All right. <laughs> What's a dream life per month? How much you want to make? Uh, not, to enjoy retirement to enjoy retirement I, see it's hard it's it's hard for me to put a number to that but i want to be bill free debt free and i want to like travel when i want to travel so we'll say ten thousand a month okay let's just okay, say, say ten thousand cool. a month one hundred twenty thousand a year yeah in 10 years it's 1.2 million yeah 20 years that's 2.4 million yeah all right the average person retires at 65. Now it's pushed to 70 because people aren't retiring, but we'll just say 65, right? Yeah. right? Freedom 55 doesn't exist anymore, by the way. People can't retire at 55. It's not possible. But I want to say not possible, but it's hard. Majority. 65, the average life expectancy in North America is 85. Mm -hmm. So that's 20 years of retirement. If you want to live on 10,000 a month, you need to have 2.4 million saved up, by the way, tax-free. Jeez. Not talking about within another vehicle that's yeah. going to tax you a whole bunch of money, which we'll talk about, I believe. Yeah. Tax-free, and you live on $2.4 The average person has $112,000 in assets in Canada today. <laughs> Yo. So, uh, okay, I'm going to be honest. Like, So then that sounds like, 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 like hopeless almost. So where do we start? First of all, you're young and you're listening to this. Start now. Yeah. Okay. Start somewhere. Okay. If you're older, doesn't matter who you, like what age you are, what your current financial situation is, you got to start now. Yeah. Okay. Whether it's 50 bucks a month, 100 bucks a month, right? You have to start somewhere. See, a couple of things I've heard, and we all know procrastination is the kill to all your successes. Absolutely. Right? Some things I've heard from 25-year-olds, we're just getting started out. We'll start to save more money when we're making more money. They never get started. Age 40 comes around. Well, we got a house, car, kids. We just don't have anything to save over. They don't get yeah. started. Age 50 is like, well, well, as soon as the kids are out of school, we'll be able to start saving for retirement. Age 60 is like, well, now it's too late. Mm. 
and they become a stat. Yeah. So if you see 10 Canadians out there, nine of them are going to enter retirement unsuccessfully. Yeah. And you just know which one. And that's the sad part about it. Jeez. So where you start, you got to sit with somebody who knows the game in and out. Yeah. Okay. Who can show you and your family your needs and how to get you there. Yeah. But you got to work with somebody you know, like, and trust. True, 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 true. That's the thing about it. So if I come to you like, Nabby, look, yeah. this is what I got. This is my mm-hmm. income. These are my streams of income. <clears throat> like, if you see my my income, right? And you're like, you know what, Corey, with what you're making now, you might not get that 2.4 million. Would you advise me to say, hey, let's start thinking about like different streams of income? Like, Correct. Yeah. I love it. And that's yeah. exactly what I do. So we take this financial dream map approach, mm-hmm. right? When I get together with a client, I make everything specific to them. I don't make a generic plan like okay. I would somebody. Right. But when you go to the bank, good to know. A lot like a 40-year-old family with three kids get the same investment vehicle and 19-year-old entering university. It just doesn't make that any sense. Good, yeah. They have two different needs. Mm-hmm. So we generate an I call it an information gather, right? Mm-hmm. We got gathered in for basic information. Mm-hmm. We come back with a financial needs analysis mm-hmm. where we show them how we're going to get into retirement, what's their total insurable need, and where they got to protect their assets. Mm-hmm. All right. And I show them the exact dollar amount, by the way. I show Two percent. Okay. At the average rate of inflation of two percent. Yeah. Right now in North America, we're pushing close to eight percent. So God forbid we stay on this trajectory for the next decade or two. Yeah, it's gonna be very scary. Yeah. So I'm already showing people like the show it the, the lowest retirement amount I showed a client. Very frugal. He yeah. said, Man, I want to live on two thousand dollars a month. He's twenty seven years old. Two thousand. Two thousand a month in retirement. Yeah, and that's like in two thousand whatever. That's, that's that's about 38 years from now, he yeah. said. I said, okay. I said, all right, Brian, right? I just made up a name, Brian. <laughs> and I said, okay, Brian, 30 years from now, 2,000 bucks a month, right? That 24,000 a year is what you're thinking, Wisdom. all right? Yeah. Is realistically you be worth close to 80 grand a year. So you need to have saved up 1.4 million. Starting today at the average rate of inflation of 7%, mm-hmm. you need to start saving $860 a month. These are actual numbers I ran yesterday for for the show. Yeah, yeah. 860 bucks a month to get him to a frugal retirement. Frugal. And he said he wanted two grand a month and he was good. And he, he has to start now saving $860. At 7%, which is the average. The average yeah, yeah. index is 8%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gave a worse, worst case scenario yeah. to show him that. At 8%, it was like 700 bucks, 650 bucks a month. Now, I looked at him. I said, man, you got to understand one thing. Are, can you can you put in more hours of your job? No. Are you doing everything you possibly can to make more money? Yeah. Yeah, I'm working 40 hours a week, man. I'm salaried. Okay, then we got to look at, like you mentioned, yeah. getting more income streams. The new retirement plan, by the way, is a side hustle. <laughs> That's the, a side hustle is a new retirement plan. Yeah. Not a lot of people know about that, though. Yeah, talk right? to me about it. So, well, personally, when I was working 100-hour work weeks, I was making less than six figures 18 hours a day, but I was making less than six figures. Yeah. I said, man, this can't be my life. So somebody who's, for example, salaried, and when you're salaried, you're not working just 40 hours a week. Mm-hmm. You're probably working 50, 60 hours a week, depending on your job, depending on the tasks, things like that, okay? Most people today, right now, not only have a full-time job, but they also have a part-time job. Yeah. An extra 15, 20 hours a week doing like- On top of their full-time hours. On top of their full-time hours. And most of them, man, their fathers, their moms, who already have two, three children, they got a mortgage, Right. They got some debt. Yeah. Right. So you got to look at creating some other streams of income and you got to find what you're passionate about. 
Now I won't talk, I won't tell people because I know it's not our segment. Yeah. But you gotta find what you want to do, yeah. what you like doing, yeah. and use use your gift to, to kind of monetize. To, yeah, exactly. Right. Like you're you're finding out a way where you're using your voice. Yeah. And you you're bringing on people who know the industry, know the in and outs, and and that's your passion. Yeah. A lot of other people got to find what they're good at. Yeah. And they got to double down on it. Yeah. And they got to find a way to make use that skill to make themselves money. Yeah. Or or man, find somebody who's done the things you want. And stick to them like glue. Yeah. Find a mentor in the industry you want to be in. I did not know anything about financial services. Mm-hmm. Man, I didn't even know how to spell RRSP. <laughs> all right. That's how bad it was. Yeah. But I found the guys who did. Yeah. I found the guys who did. And I literally worked with them for free for literally a year and a half. Mm-hmm. I said, man, let me just follow you everywhere mm-hmm. you go. Mm-hmm. Everywhere you go. These guys have gotten me into events with the network so large. I don't even know how many zeros they're in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I just got to stick around you, man. And it started to shape my identity and just change how I viewed life. And I realized, I'm like, man, a lot of people got to start seeing this. But a lot of people don't. Why? Because maybe they don't have the time to do it. Okay. Maybe they don't have the time. Maybe they don't have the current financial situation to take a break and get into something new. So for all my young entrepreneurs, man, you got to get into it young and you got to get into it now. Mm. Like now. So, okay. You just said uh, for my young entrepreneurs, you got to get into it now. But for the, let's say like, let's say some people miss that young boat. Hmm. Get into they, it. Yeah. It's never too late. You can get into it now. Okay. Right. Okay. I work, I personally work with an individual who spent yeah. 35 years as a school board. His pension right now is paying him $3,000 a month. 35 years in the school board for, th- for 3,000 a month. Oh, that's 66 terrible. years old. He joined my industry. Yeah. About four years ago. He matched his pension in three years. Yeah. And he's actually now getting doubled that. Yeah. So he's bringing, he's bringing in 10,000 10, passive a month yeah. from the business he's built in three and a half years. Mm-hmm. And he was 61 when he got started. I personally know a 73-year-old who's making a quarter million. Yeah. Okay. And she got started about seven years ago. She Jeez. was 65. Yeah. And her story got me in tears. Mm-hmm. So like even just myself, I, I, I hear my grandma talk about like RSPs, RSPs. Mm-hmm. What is it and how can we utilize it uh, for our future? Correct. Awesome question. So an RRSP is a registered retirement R- it's savings R-R-S-P. plan. It's RRSP. Yeah. Okay, correct. see? Okay, cool. Okay, you can say RRSP as well. Okay. Just RRSP. Okay. But RRSP is a registered retirement savings plan. Okay. Now, it is a government-based product. All right? Now, our schools, our employers have only educated us on, on what an RRSP works. 95% of clients I sit down with who have an RRSP, I ask them this question. Do you know how it fully works? I have no clue. Yeah. And the husband and wife will be on a call with me or in person going like, well, like, like, can you like say something, right? (laughs) It's like, okay, great. Let me explain to you how it works. Now, the good news is you get something called a tax deduction. Mm-hmm. Okay, now that pretty much means the money you invest into your RSP, you get a bigger tax break. So it's a, it's a, it's a type of account. Correct. It's okay. a, it's a type of investment vehicle for your future for retirement. Okay. All right. Now the good news to that, like I mentioned, it's tax deduction, so you get a tax break. So come tax season time, mm-hmm. you get a bigger tax refund check. Oh. Let me ask you, how many people do you think when they get that tax refund check, invest it back into their RSP? No, people are using that for their goods. Emergency Mexico yeah, trip, yeah, yeah, that yeah, emergency yeah, fast yeah, TV, yeah, yeah. right? And what most people don't know, come tax season time, you're going to see consumers blast ads all over every social media platform and on TVs mm-hmm. of this TVs on sale or man, this Mexico trip. They know that that tax money's coming. People are getting tax money. They yeah. got an extra thousand, two thousand, two thousand to spend. Mm. Consumers are smart, man. Yeah. Right. But people aren't. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so that's the, that's the good news. You get a tax break. You get a tax refund check. Less than, by the way, 19% of Canadians really reinvest back into RSP, 
which is why that vehicle was actually made. Okay. Good news is it's called tax deferred growth, which means it gets taxed in the future when you go to pull the money out. But the bad news is it's 100% taxed. What, what does that 100% even mean? 100% taxed. Mean? What does that mean? So I'm going to give you just basic numbers. Yeah. All right. Say somebody has a half a million dollars sitting in an RSP, which by the way, doesn't exist nowadays yeah. much. Yeah. But let's just say they do half a million bucks. Okay. And they want to live on $50,000. Okay. A year. Okay. 4,000 or some change. They got to actually take out $70,000 from the RSP because they're going to pay 20,000 in taxes because they're in a 30% tax bracket. So that half a million dollars, which this person thinks that they have 10 years to live on, realistically only has six and a half years because all their money is being taxed. None of it is tax sheltered. Yeah. Okay. And now if you take a look at it, you want want some other numbers. The average person has $112,000 sitting in their RSP account, average Canadian, and they access 4% of it on a monthly basis. Holy you can smokes. do the math. That's yeah. $370 a month. Yeah. Who can live on $370 a month in our community, let alone anywhere in the world, to be honest with you? That's in crazy. retirement. Yeah, that's crazy. The average CPP, yeah. 790 bucks a month. Let's just call that a even 1200 bucks. Yeah. That doesn't even pay for some people's cars and insurance and gas. Yeah. Let alone living, grandchildren, children, groceries, enjoying time in retirement. Yeah. Right? So that's an RSP vehicle. Now, why was that brought up to us in school and our employers? Now, I'll tell you why. Most people don't know this. The reasons why the governments tell companies to give employees and, and tell them to invest into an RSP and we'll match it. If you're putting it- yeah, I always hear month, that. Yeah, we'll match some, it. We'll match we'll it. We'll match it, right? Yeah. It's an incentive for you to put money into the RSP. Why? Why do you think that? It's because companies get a tax break from the government. Because so we get screwed on the back end, but the company gets a tax break by telling employees to use an RSP vehicle. Now, some people can take the match, some people can say no to it, some people can invest outside of it, mm-hmm. but most people unfortunately don't. They don't know. And most people get four to six percent. I've never seen it go past six percent. Mm-hmm. If, if it's past six percent, oh, that company's a great company. Yeah. But mostly it's about three, two to six percent. I've seen people invest only fifty to a hundred bucks a month into their RSP plan. And their employer matches it 50 to 100 bucks. Let's just call it 200 on the good side. Yeah. Man, you do the math yourself. 200 bucks a month is 2,400 a year. In 10 years, that's 24,000. Yeah, I have family members on 20, 20 something grand for the year. You got 120 grand in retirement. Who can live on that? Yeah. Plus, it's being taxed. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, let's talk about God forbid you get a chronic illness or disease. Yeah. Your employer's probably going to lay you off. Your RSP plan is probably not going to really help you much. Yeah. And if you go to pull the money out, by the way, you can start accessing that money at 59 and a half and after. Anytime earlier, there's a penalty and you pay taxes on it. Jeez. Your own money, your hard earned money mm-hmm. is being taxed and you're paying a penalty on accessing your own money. Does that even make any sense remotely? No, it doesn't. Okay. So there's other vehicles, which will, I guess we'll, we'll talk about other vehicles. Yes. But that's a little bit about an RSP plan. And why they're only shown to us by the government okay. and our employers and our school system. So because we need to pay tax on it. Now, don't want to be the bear of bad news, but yeah. it gets worse. <laughs> so most people, the average rate of returns is about 5%. Okay. By the way, inflation is close to 8%. So right now, they're not even Down. keeping up with inflation. Yeah. Okay. But 5% on the good side. 
by the time 59 and a half comes and you start axing your money tax uh, or not tax free, but you start axing your RSP at 71. If you don't have, if you haven't taken money out, now the government forces you to take money out at 71. It turns into something called a RIF, a retirement income fund. Now they start forcing you to take money out of your account. Wow. And why do you think that? Why? Because they got to tax you on yeah. it. <laughs> they have to tax you on it. Yeah. You can't just let your money sit in Grow. here and just grow and yeah. keep growing for yourself in the future yeah. or passing it down to somebody, right? Yeah. Now, here's the other thing to that. God forbid you pass away. Yeah. You got a spouse, that money will roll over to your spouse tax-free. God yeah. forbid she passes away, you got kids. Yeah. That money will go to your kids at your marginal tax rate. In Ontario, it's 53%. If you, have a, if you had a million dollars, 530,000 is going to taxes. Just like that. If someone wants to pass it down to their kids. If they passed away. If they passed away. Mm-hmm. The government's taking half of that. 53%. That's our marginal tax rate. Oh, oh God. Okay. Whoa, that, 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 that was the shocker of the day. Mm-hmm. 53%. Yeah. <laughs> I went through, I, I'm going through a scenario right now. One of yeah. my older clients, he, 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 he got a question. He's like, Nabby, why am I getting taxed on all my money? Mm-hmm. Where, where's your money at? Yeah. In an RSP vehicle. And I educated him on it. He said, well, I got to do something about it. I said, I said, man, you can't do anything about it, unfortunately. So once you're you're in, you're locked in. Man, like like he's his whole life savings, his whole life that he worked is all in his RSP. I said, do you have anything in like a savings account, man? Even at this point, money under your mattress would do you justice, bro. (laughs) Even though inflation is killing it, yeah, yeah. yeah. But at this point, like you're not paying tax on it, right? So, yeah, man, it's just real life scenarios left and right are happening. We've come across it. I don't have enough time to even share those stories yeah, on, this, yeah. on this thing, right? That's a conversation for a different day, but I've come across literally situations in like person. Nightmares. And the number one thing I get from every single family I sit with, I've had moms cry. I'm not a crier, but man, when they cry, bro, it gets yeah, emotional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the number one question I get is why hasn't anybody educated on this stuff? Mm-hmm. I said, well, why do you think that? Mm-hmm. Because if you figure out the little loop, not when I say loopholes, but if you figure out ways to what's grow your money on? tax-free and what's really going on. How does that help? It? How does the government make money, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, how are they going to build this $4 billion project that's going down here in Ontario, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How are they going to pay the police, the firefighters, ambulance, right? It, go, it goes a lot in, right? So, yeah, man, that's why they're wealthy. They don't like paying taxes. Yeah, geez. Okay, so let's talk about like the different types of vehicles that we can, you know, set ourselves up, set ourselves up for wealth. Because mm-hmm. you just mentioned like there's a whole bunch of vehicles that people don't know about. Let's talk about them. Yeah, for sure. So here's the thing: the first vehicle is an RSP vehicle. It's five pillars of financial stability into in today's okay. in, in Canada. I'm not gonna talk about the states in Canada. Okay. okay. The first one we covered is an RSP. Yes. The next one's ca- called an open non-registered account. What is this that? has to do with stocks, real estate, crypto, okay. things like okay. that. Okay. You, you take part of something called capital gains tax. Okay. So you're going to pay 50% of tax on the profits you make. Mm. So it's not too bad when we're talking about compared to an RSP. Yeah. But 50% and 100%, yeah. those are some pretty high tax environments. Yeah. The government's trying to crack it down. They're trying to increase the capital gains tax to 75% now. They're, they're going to figure out a way. Yeah. They will do it. Yeah. Okay. So the third vehicle is something called a TFSA. Yeah. Tax-free savings account. Yeah. You would not believe, even though it's blasted all over North America and in Canada, commercials, man, wealth simple, trade, quest trade. Yeah. And not a lot of people still know about this vehicle. So this should have been called a tax-free investment account, first of all. But back in 2009, when the TFSA was born, okay, the bank said, if we call it a savings account, we're going to attract more customers. 
So they lobbied against by calling us an investment account. They said, we need to call it a savings account because we're going to attract more customers. And they did. <laughs> the big the big banks, man, The the you can Google this yourself. Yeah. And your, your audience can Google this. Yeah. The top TFSA in Canada offers 1.25% on your money. There's something called a rule of 72. What does that mean? You take 72, mm-hmm. divide it by the interest rate you're getting. Yeah. You'll see how long it takes for your money to double. So if your money was getting 1%, yeah. you've got to be a mathematician. You can use your calculator. Yeah. 72 divided by 1% is 72 years. So if you have $10,000 sitting in a bank account today, yeah. 72 years from now, it'll turn to 20000 Yo, my life. Yeah. That's your life. And who knows, we're going to live that yeah. long, 20000 by time inflation. You're probably an older money bank. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So this can work for you, but yeah. can actually work against you as well. Because what's the highest interest debt that we have here in Canada? Credit cards. Ah, uh, true. 19.99%, 22.99%. We'll just call it, man, we'll just call it 18% yeah. for numbers purposes. Yeah. 72 divided by the interest rate when you're debt. Now your debt is doubling every four years. So let me let, let me tell you what's happening with your average Canadian. Their debt is doubling every four years. And their investments are growing every 50 to 70 years. Oh, so you can't keep up. No, you're, of course You're swimming not. in debt. Exactly. So now there's two spectrums to this. I tell people this all the time. Yeah. There's two spectrums. You're either paying it or receiving it. Yeah. Which one do you want to be on? Well, they get what do you mean? It's too good to be true to get higher interest rates. And I ask them, well, what's the what's the interest rate in your credit card and your mortgage and your car loan? This percent, that percent, this percent. A credit card's like 19%. So when you're paying it, it's not too good to be true. But when you're receiving 19%, it's too good to be true. Uh, it's two sides of the spectrum. Yeah. What do you want to be on? You want to keep paying it or you want to receive it? Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's a simple fix of who you know and who you can talk to, <laughs> Nabi <Nah>, Gani. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I've heard this term a lot, like, and I wanna, I want you to break mm. it down for me, is that I wanna know how to use um, life insurance as a bank. Mm-hmm. Is that the correct term? Am I saying it right? Yeah, you can. You can uh, say that. Yeah. As, and is that yeah. what the wealthy people do? That's what the wealthy people do. How how does that like how does that work? Okay, so first of all, wealthy people don't like taxes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. There was a thing on on like the government. We're talking about how they got to crack down on the wealthy. Well, here's the thing: the wealthy people are employing a lot of people, man. Yeah. Like Elon Musk has a, I think Jeff Bezos has, I think over over a million employees worldwide, mm. right? He's creating wealth, and and one of my mentors growing up told me, if you can create wealth for others, the question of you becoming rich or not will never come up. Think wow. about it: the biggest and the most wealthiest people in the families on the planet have employed the most people. Why are we trying Bill to Gates. tax them? Yeah, yeah. They have created a lot for society. They have created a lot of jobs, right? The same people that you're trying to tax are employing your middle income families. Yeah. Right? So your question today about how you can use, you know, life insurance and how you can use tax-free vehicles. That was my fourth, this is the fourth vehicle in Canada, the five of the five. Okay. It's called a permanent tax shelter. What is that? What is that? That's a permanent life insurance policy. Okay. So you have a protection component, mm-hmm. which is protects you, your income. Yeah. God forbid you should pass. Yeah. Money goes completely tax free to your so family. So you put money into that. You pay a premium. You pay a premium. Okay. okay. You pay a premium. Okay. But you're not paying $200 a month for just insurance. Maybe you're paying $20, $30 a month for the cost of insurance. Okay. The rest of it goes into a tax free investment. Oh. Uh... And the reason why this is the most powerful, most powerful vehicle in Canada, most powerful investment vehicle, because it bypasses probate. Okay. And it's creditor proof. Okay. Creditor proof is if you, God forbid, ever file for bankruptcy, 
creditors that money can't doesn't access. Get they can't access that money. Ooh. Creditors, lenders, government, banks, yes. lawyers, you name it, accounting, okay. accounting fees. Yeah, they can't access that money, and and it bypasses probate. Do you know what probate no. is? No, break that down. So probate is the process of when somebody passes away, everything yeah. something goes, everything they've ever owned goes to something called their estate. Yes. Yes. Okay. okay. Yeah. Your estate is subject to taxes, lenders, creditors, accounting fees, man, anybody you owe any money to. Yeah. Okay. On average, it takes about a year to two years of the estate process finalizing your yeah. probate. Mm-hmm. And if there's anything left over, money will be passed down to your family, whatever's left over. Okay. So, sorry, not to cut you off. So, if you, sorry, what's the fourth vehicle? But you, Permanent tax shelter. So, if I were, if you um, invest into that policy, then like just for understanding purposes, if I were to pass um, money to my kids, I bypass all those. Types. All tax-free. And half every, a million dollar check. Boom. So if I have a half a million in in that policy. It's a death. So that's your life insurance. Okay. Okay. So your life insurance, your death benefit. Yeah. It could be a quarter, depending on what your total insurable need is, yeah. but we'll just say half a million dollars. Okay. Your life insurance death benefits a half a million dollars. Yeah. If you die, okay, half a million dollars goes tax-free completely to your family. You pay no taxes on it. Okay. None of that stuff. Goes tax-free to your family. And that's a premium that you're paying every month for. You're probably paying... $200 a month into something, yeah. 100 bucks a month, 50 bucks a month, 20 bucks a month, depending on your age, your health, because okay. that's what life insurance goes on. Yeah. We know one thing, our age, we get older every day. Yeah. And our health isn't guaranteed. Yeah. My mom was 37, going to the gym probably twice a day. Yeah. Raising three kids, eating healthy. There's no history of cancer in our family. And now she's uninsurable. And her biggest thing was income replacement if God forbid she should go. Mm-hmm. Something to give to families, mm-hmm. something to give to her family, her kids, so they mm-hmm. can be good. Mm-hmm. There's countless numbers of stories, man. I had a five-year-old the other day. It's emotional, but five-year-old the other day, why do they need life insurance? They don't, but they're taking advantage of the most powerful investment vehicle in Canada because you can actually put a life insurance policy on a 15-day-old baby wow. and you can already start saving for the future within this vehicle. Okay. In order to open up an RSP or a TFSA account or any other account, you definitely can't get a mortgage yeah, yeah, with, for, yeah, yeah, for a yeah. newborn baby. You got to be 18 years old to open up all those accounts. But a permanent life insurance policy, you can put on a 15-day-old baby and you can already start growing for themselves tax-free. Jeez. Some numbers for you. Yeah. At 6%. Yeah. By the way, we average 8%. Yeah. Okay, average. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you our worst, worst case scenario. Okay. At 6%, conservatively. 150 bucks a month for 25 years, this kid's gonna have close to maybe 100 to 150 grand tax-free within a life insurance policy. Wow. Every family tells me the same thing. I wish I started this sooner. Yeah. Every 50-year-old tells me the same thing. Wish I got life insurance earlier. Yeah. Because now their premiums are just 300 bucks a month. Yeah. God forbid they come across any chronic illness or disease, they're probably uninsurable as well. Yeah. So they can't even leave a legacy behind. Yeah. They can't even leave anything behind. This five-year-old that they put life insurance on one of my one of my agents. She passed away at a daycare about a month ago. Mm-hmm. Tragically passed away. Half a million dollars a check got paid out to the mom and dad. It's it's the hardest time in your life mm-hmm. to lose your daughter. Like, what would you do with that position? Five year old. Five year old. Okay. Tragically passed oh, away. Geez. But she had life insurance. But we were focused on the investment for her future. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the life insurance got paid out. What this family did, they paid off their mortgage. They already had an education fund built in for the next child. Yeah. And they quit their jobs. And they said, we're going to take time away from life until we fully recover from this. And she was only five. She's only five. There's There are families today losing their loved ones. Yeah. And they have to show up to work the next day. Oh. And they have to grieve. 
Mm-hmm. And by the way, final expenses, if man, it costs a lot to live, but it costs a lot to die as well. <laughs> the average funeral in Canada costs anywhere from 15 to 40 grand. Yeah. I have a personal situation where I know a friend of mine, she paid $18,000 to bury her grandmother on her credit card. It's been three and a half years, she doesn't know how to pay it off. Jeez. Luckily, we're able to sit down with her, find her a solution. Yeah. Because the companies we work with. Okay. But it's some real life stuff that happens all the time. Mm-hmm. Final expenses and your estate taxes, by the way. Oh, don't even start with yeah. that. But you pay taxes your whole working life, but you pay the most amount of tax on your estate. Yeah. So how do you how do you get around that? Life insurance is a vehicle. Okay. There's some other vehicles which we can talk on off off of off camera and, and talk individually because it's specific to your it's specific to your clients, it's specific to your families you sit with. Okay. Right? So some people may not like the idea of having life insurance because they think it's morbid. Okay. Okay. But unfortunately, things can happen. Life can happen. Yeah. But if you get sick, yeah. you can have a whole bunch of money paid out to you. Yeah. So you don't have to take time away from work. Yeah. Right. You can you can take time away from work. You can focus on your health. Right. So there's a lot of vehicles you can use within a life insurance policy. It's not just life insurance. We have an investment component that's going tax-free for you. Wow. As well in the future. Wow. So how you can use it as a bank? Yeah. Well, let's just say that same half a million dollars that was in your RSP, that in six years it ran out. Okay. That half a million dollars in your permanent life insurance policy, okay, you can actually use something called a collateralized bank loan. Break that down. I will. I got you. <laughs> so use a collateralized bank loan. Life insurance is, is, viewed an, is viewed as an asset. You can take this asset, just like if you had a paid off house, that's yeah. an asset. You, you can take, take it, it to the like, bank. Like equity out. You can take equity out from a mortgage. You can take equity out within your life insurance policy. Okay. But the, the, the smart way to do it is you take it to the bank and say, hey, I have this asset. I want $50,000 in a loan. Okay. Okay. So the bank goes, well, we know, Corey, you got half a million dollars in here. Yeah. You don't pay it up and you die. We know we're going to take the money back because yeah. you have the money. Yeah. So you start living on $50,000 a year, all right, using a loan from the bank. You pay yourself like your own, from your own policy, you pay yourself $50,000 a year. Okay. Because you're not- And that doesn't affect the, what's in your policy. That's what I was going to say. Okay. Awesome. You're you're catching on. (laughs) That's great. So you're, because you're not actually withdrawing money and paying any tax, the money still grows within this account. So let's circle back to the rule of 72. If we can average 7%. That means your money is doubling every 10 years. Okay. 72 divided by 7 is 10.2. So we'll just say 10. Okay. All right. So your money is doubling every 10 years. Half a million dollars in 10 years turns to a million. Okay. A million in 10 years turns to 2 million. So it's compounding. It's compounding. Albert Einstein says compound interest is actually the eighth one of the world. Yeah. He who understands it receives it. He who doesn't pays it. Yeah. Okay. All right. So here's Bars. the thing. So now let's just say you're, now you're 65. In 20 years, you have $2 million in your life insurance policy. You are living on $50,000 a year. Yeah. For 20 years. That's a million. Yeah. Let's just say even you're paying 4% interest rate on the loan. It's 400 grand. You pay the bank back your 1.4 million you've borrowed for them for the past 20 years. And you still have $600,000 still left within this policy. Jeez. That if you should go, which is average life space is 85. Yeah. You're at least leaving behind 600 grand to your family. Let me ask you, your RSP that runs out in six and a half years at 500,000 or universal life policy you leave behind, would you rather pay tax or a little bit of interest? A little bit of interest. Gain interest. Yeah. Pay a little bit of it in the back end. Yeah. 
we're all going to die one day. Yeah. The banks know yeah, that. Exactly. <laughs> so when we give them that loan, yeah. right, they're not going to take money out of it at all. Yeah. They just hold on to it. Yeah. Exactly. Like as if I give you my car keys and I'm saying, hey, man, I got to go run something real quick. I'm not running away from your service. Hold on to my car keys. That's the collateral I'm giving you. Yeah. It's the same thing with your life insurance policy. That, so that's exactly what I was going to ask. It's just literally saying the, the bank is literally saying, I know you have this. I'm not going to touch it. But if you mess it up, I'll take some what exactly. you owe. Exactly. But that's still gross. <laughs> yep. Because they know guaranteed you're going to die one day. So they'll get their money back one day. Yeah, yeah, Whether exactly. it's the banker you sat yeah, with yeah. whose name's Jimmy, yeah, right? Yeah. Or his probably son 30 years from now, they'll get their money back then, one day. Well, depending on what you do with that money, you you can use that money to, to flip more money. Mm -hmm. So this is what the wealthy do. Yes, you can use, so, so I, lo <laughs> I, I love it because you have a lot of real estate people. Yeah. Okay. And this is why I want to connect with a lot of those guys. Okay. What real estate people know is that they like to flip. They like to buy properties. They like to keep, you know, uh, I forget the term they use, right? Where they they, they renovate, they flip it and all yeah, that yeah. good stuff, right? Yeah. Well, you need capital. Okay. Right? A lot of people use leverage. They leverage other investors, right? Instead of that, now you can leverage and become your own investor and, and leverage yourself from okay. your own policy. So you have- From your life of, insurance From policy. your life insurance policy. Mm. You can take this half a million dollar policy, right? Most banks uh, give you a different amount. They give you up to 60%, up to 90%. It completely differentiates on the type of policy you have and the type of bank you're going to. But we'll just say 50%. Corey, if you took half a million dollars to the bank and you said, give me a quarter million dollars as a loan, you use that quarter million dollars, you can do whatever the heck you want with it. I know a lot of people, my personally, yeah. the people I work with, yeah. have taken hundreds of thousands out and they dropped it into crypto. Oh, A lot wow. of them now dropped it into buying six, seven, eight properties three, four years from now after renovating and things like that. They got back a million. They paid the bank paid back the a bank. quarter million. They made seven fifty. And their policy still growing. And their policy still growing. Jeez, it's a secret of the wealthy. Yeah. Most people look at life insurance. Why am I paying? They can think of car insurance. They think of home insurance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, man, I hate that stuff too. But you got to pay. Here's the other thing. By law, you have to have car insurance to drive on the road. Yeah. But you don't have to have life insurance by law to in order to live for you to and live. your family. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. crazy. Because they don't want you to know all this stuff. They don't want you to know this stuff. So this is a life hack. Life life insurance hack. <laughs> life insurance <laughs> hack. <laughs> exactly. Now there's two types of policies to that. Yeah. Okay. Because most people probably can't afford a permanent life insurance policy. Maybe they can't what afford it. What do you mean? Okay. So like, the, sorry, you just mm -hmm. said. Yeah. Most people can't afford a life insurance policy. Why? So there's two types okay. of policies. Okay. There's term and there's perm. Term is temporary insurance. Ten years, twenty years, oh, thirty okay. years, maybe to term one hundred to just just a term policy. Makes sense. Now, the reason why a lot of people buy it is because they know one thing is for sure: their liabilities and responsibilities are most high right now. If you have a five-year-old, they become an adult at eighteen. Yeah. Right. A, most people only want a twenty-year life insurance policy. Okay. Because they're gonna go, well, my kid's gonna be twenty-five. The mortgage will be paid down significantly. We're not going to have a lot of debt. If we, God forbid we should go, we're not going to really, you know what I'm saying? Like they don't yeah. pass down a lot of debt. Yeah. Okay. And my kid's independent now, not dependent. Yeah. Okay. A permanent life insurance policy is your investment. It's your tax shelter that you can grow for your future. A lot of clients who came to me, man, 10 bucks a month, 20 bucks a month, 30 bucks a month. And after a year, I'm like, hey, let's you've had your policy. Up. Let's let's bump it up to a permanent life insurance policy yeah. where you know you have a permanent policy for the rest of your life, not just temporary. Yeah. So that way, when you God forbid you should you should go in when you're 85 or yeah, 90, yeah, yeah. right, or even 100, at least you know something's being passed down as a legacy. Mm -hmm. 
Whereas term is only term for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. And then when that falls off, falls off. Yeah. 20 years is over. You paid 50 bucks a month, $600 a year. That's, what's that? Yeah, do the math. Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> 600, 600 bucks a year for yeah. twenty for 20 years, right? It's a lot of money. It's 12,000. That's maybe 12,000 bucks. Yeah? yeah. My math is right. Yeah, 12,000 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. 12,000 bucks you put into a life insurance premium. You're not really seeing that money back. It's like car insurance. Mm. Now, how amazing would it be if everybody who put money into a car insurance policy- got their money back. They got their money back. (laughs) Everybody would love car insurance. Yeah. That's exactly what life insurance can be used. But if somebody can't afford a permanent policy, okay, like 100 bucks a month, 150 bucks a month, 200 bucks a month. Yeah, so I was going to ask you, what's a permanent, what's the numbers for a permanent policy kind of looking like? Minimum, minimum. If you can't put 100 bucks a month into this thing, I'll give you, you got to get term. Okay. For you and your family. So perm, you're looking at the 100, 150. Minimum 100. Minimum, minimum. You want to make it work 150, 200. Now, my other thing to that, we're going to circle back a little bit. Yeah. A TFSA has a contribution limit of 6,000 a year. 6,000. Okay. 6,000 a year. Okay. If you were 18 back in 2009, okay. Yeah. You now have a max limit of 81,500. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You can search this up yeah. on, on Google. If you type in TFSA contribution room, yeah. most people, if they log into their CRA account, it'll say right there on the main page what your contribution limit is mm. in a TFSA vehicle. Okay. Okay. And in ours. Most as well. of my money I can, is in TSFA because I do uh, <laughs> stocks. There you go. Awesome. So you self direct, you're direct investing, yeah. things yeah. like that. Okay. Great. We'll talk about that. Yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> so that's a TFSA vehicle. Now, within a permanent life insurance policy, the least I've seen the contribution limit per year, I've seen 12,000 a year. Okay. So I call it a TFSA on steroids. Yeah. A permanent tax shelter. Yeah. My buddy is actually doing a corporate policy for somebody. $100,000 a year tax-free room. Oh, wow. Is what he can put in. Some okay. of these corporate guys, wealthy guys, man, they yeah. have lots yeah, of, yeah. Lots of yeah, room. Yeah, to play, to play. Correct. Wow. Okay. So then I just, obviously I mentioned like, you know, like a lot of my money's in uh, TSFA. Mm-hmm. Um, so like TFSA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, we gotta get it right. It's all good. Sorry. A lot of people do the same, yeah. but I had to correct it. So what like what what like what do you have advice for me like personally? Because I'm I'm into stocks to be mm. honest with you. That's good. That's so, good. How how comfortable I ask people, how comfortable are you navigating the stock market by yourself? See, I got I got a lot of help, to That's be honest. Awesome. That's I good do to get hear. a lot of I get a lot of help only and it was very, very random, to be mm. honest. That's amazing though. You get I've, that I've help. Lo- I I kinda like I've lost Quite a few. I've lost some dollars in the stock market. <laughs> how, how does that feel? Shitty. Yeah. 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 So could you imagine saving your full like life savings in this and you lose it? Yeah. It's a speculative asset. Yeah, when it's good, it's good. When it's bad, it's bad, right? Yeah. So now what? one thing we offer, right, as, as a broker, okay, uh-huh. in this industry, we offer something called segregated funds. Okay. Okay. Segregated funds is different than the banking act. Because it's an insurance act, there's guarantees in your money. So let's just say you had a hundred grand, okay? Yeah. And your money grew to 120 grand. Okay. All right. Within a mutual fund or a TFSA the bank, if it does well, you had 120 grand. But you 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 get the you get the profits for sure. Yeah. But you also take part of the hundred percent downfall risk. Yeah, exactly. Now within a segregated fund, the most you could ever lose is anywhere from zero to twenty-five percent of your money. Oh, wow. Because there's a seventy-five percent guarantee yeah, on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. There's also something called a reset that happens with these type of funds. So if your money is at 100 and it grew to 120, you do something called a reset. Mm-hmm. So man, if craziness ensues in the world and the whole world ends and your investment market crashes, yeah. you're still guaranteed 120 because you reset it at 120. Wow. Mutual funds are great. 
Yeah. Some some can be well diversified. Yeah. There's great returns. The downfall is there's no guarantees in your money. Yeah. And you take a hundred percent of downfall risk. Yeah. Seg funds is awesome because you have well diversified right portfolios. portfolios. Mm-hmm. Most people only invest in Canada. What most people don't know, it's gonna shock a lot of people. Canada is only three percent of the global economy. Jeez. So ninety-seven percent of your investment opportunities lie outside of Canada. Yeah. U.S. international global international right now is a little iffy yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah. But uh, hey, you know what? It, it it goes through it. We go through it every eight to ten to twelve years. Mm-hmm. 9-11, oh wait, recession, twenty twenty pandemic. I'm already prepared for twenty twenty eight to twenty thirty two. Yeah. I'm preparing. Yeah. It happen. It's historically proven. It happens every eight to twelve years. It's not coming out of my mouth. It's coming out of the people's mouths that I work with who know a lot of very powerful people Yeah, who have mentored and coached some of the top athletes in the world. Okay. Ed Milet. Yeah. Grant Cardone. Yeah. Grant are, Cardone. That's right? my guy. Yeah. Grant Cardone's my guy. Yeah. His, his friend tried to call me the other day to try to sell me a program. I said, yeah. hey, man, yeah. don't worry about it. Right. <laughs> but Ed Milet coaches presidents, yeah. top athletes in the world. And he says it every eight to 12 years, man, we go through it. He understands it. We'll prepare for it. You got yeah. to expect it. Cool. It happens. Shoot. Okay. So you you named the four vehicles and I just, I wanted to like get the fifth one because you said there were five, right? A mortgage. Mortgage. Okay. There you mortgage go. is the fifth vehicle. Okay. I don't know if you knew, but a mortgage in French, do you know what it means in French? How good is your French, by the way? Terrible. <clears throat> Terrible. A mortgage. Doesn't that mean like death something? Death bet. Death bet. There you go. Yeah. You would think banks can come up with a better name, right? <laughs> but they didn't. And I'm going to blow you away with this. The traditional 25-year mortgage in Canada yeah. takes 42 years to pay off. What? Why? Because the average person refinances their home every seven years. Because of bills, whatever, life. Life happens, bills. Man, so I've heard some people say you want to refinance their home to do the renovations in their kitchen. Yeah, yeah. Happens, right? Lack of education. They keep restarting their loan, restarting their loan, restarting their loan. By the time you know, most people, most people get their mortgage in the 30s and 40s anyways. Come to 70, 80, they haven't even paid it off yet. Jeez. In a mortgage nowadays, costs a yeah. million, million and a half. Especially here. Jeez. <laughs> oh, okay. It's scary stuff, but for me, like stuff I needed to I, I needed to hear about, right? 100%. Do you have any other, like, you know, any other gems you want to sh- share? In, in the financial side of things? Yes. Or yes. like just in general? Both, any. In just general. in general? Yeah. I think just in general. A lot of people, everybody's kind of been put on this earth and I'm not trying to go rah-rah talk right now, yeah. but everybody has some sort of gift or skill or talent, mm-hmm. right? Whether it's mine, mine, my mom tells me I can talk for days, yeah, right? Yeah, so yeah. the good thing is a limit on yeah. this because I've been talking <laughs> for days. But you find out your gift, your talent, your skill, right? And and really double down on that, okay? Get around people who have, who, who have what you want, mm-hmm. okay, and the type of lifestyle you want and stick to them like glue, mm-hmm. right? It'll start to raise your identity. Our parents always told us, stop hanging out the bad kids, right? Mm. Because why? Because you'll become a bad kid, mm. okay? You hang around five idiots, you're going to become the sixth idiot, Facts. right? Hang around five wealthy people or hang around five people who have what you want, you'll become the sixth, right? It's, it's That's a simple formula. Tony Robbins says progress equals happiness. So keep moving your life forward. Keep kind of building your skills, your talent, right? Always strive for that journey, Okay, don't look for instant gratification. Yes. Delayed pipeline. Pipeline, man. You're building your pipeline right now. Because the second that you open up that little tap right there, and it flows for the rest of your life. So it's worth it, man. 
it's worth working right now for the next two to five years, 10 years or 20 years to build a lifestyle so you can live like the king later, right? I, I was told by an entrepreneur, the first seven years of your journey, you're building, okay? You are hustling, you are grinding. The first seven years, minimum, mm -hmm. minimum, mm -hmm. okay? Like we're talking like 10, 12 hour days, even more. And then after that, you're living like a king. You can continue to still work, but you've, you're now you're trying to build something. You build the foundation first. Right? Yeah. Financially, man, I think, I think you know, I, like I said earlier, you know, if a lot of people have a lot of questions, I'm sure, you, you know, you put my tag in the, in the, in the bottom, reaching out. I want to I wanna be in a position where, because my family, we were left behind with the education surrounding finances, I want to be in a position now where I can bring that back, especially to our community. And I love what you do, Thank right? You. Bringing it back to people. I want to keep adding as much value as it possibly can. Okay. Because I know one thing, and it's not a transaction. Mm -hmm. I know if I can bring a, as much as I can to other people and get what they want, mm -hmm. in turn, I'll get what I want. I don't look at it as a transaction, but- You're serving. The, the, exactly. Mm -hmm. And serving, by the way, I love how you mentioned that. Serving others is the only legitimate business out there. Exactly. exactly. It's the only legitimate business out 100%. there. 100%. You can make money, but what do you can do with that money? Mm -hmm. Can you give back to people? Mm -hmm. Can you give back? I have a legacy, right? It's all about leaving a legacy behind. When I was 22, I thought about my legacy. I'm like, man, what am I going to leave behind one day? And I'm from Afghanistan. We all know what's happening back home. Mm -hmm. I want to be in a position where I can build mosques, schools, roads, clean water, grocery stores. I want to build a legacy where I'm long gone, but people knew me as a guy who, who built up a country from the ground up. Right? That's my legacy. That's where I grind. And I have a purpose for that. Every single day I wake up, and when I, when I don't feel like working, I think about the kids back home. I think about even just my family, my mom, my yeah, sisters. You, yeah. I think about the family who I haven't served yet right now, mm -hmm. who who can resonate with my story. I think about those people. So it's not about me. I don't make it about myself. Mm -hmm. I make it about other people. Mm -hmm. And if you can make it about other people, like I mentioned, my mentor growing up told me, if you can create wealth for others, the question of you becoming rich now will never come up. Bars. Bars. That's, That's powerful. 100%. That's powerful. All right. So I ask a question. I ask this question to everybody because I like to make predictions on the show. Mm. Uh, so when you do do it, I want to play it back and say, you know what? He said that. Here. Mm. So five years, where do you see yourself? What's going on? I'll be a CEO of my company helping about 10,000 families a year minimum. Minimum. <sighs> Big. Okay. Big. Um, I'm going to be in a position where I'm going to create wealth for multiple multiple people making multiple six and seven figures okay i want to be able to build multiple different mosques around the area mm -hmm. okay um back home for sure mm -hmm. and i want to be in a position where i'm feeding hundred thousand families on an annual basis hundred thousand families and wow. it's hundred percent doable tony robbins is doing about a billion wow a billion mm -hmm. meals a year mm -hmm. i want to be able to do a hundred thousand i think we can start there okay that's All five right. years from now legacy legacy and impact all right bro um let everybody know where they can contact you and like how they can get in touch because obviously you have mm -hmm. uh, uh, an abundance of information that needs to be spread and i want to help you spread that that, that message because i feel like obviously everyone's not here so i feel you're you're um you, that you're genuine you 100%. know so i want to i want to get your name and i want to get your contacts out there I appreciate that. Well, my name is Nabi Gani. You can find me on Instagram, not Nabi.Gani. Uh, you can Google me and my first, the first link you'll see is my company's website. Mm -hmm. Okay. And a little bit about the services and products I offer. 
You can email me. My number is there as well to my phone number. Uh, Instagram is the best way to reach me. Okay. okay. Just follow me. Shoot me a text. Shoot me. Just message me. I'm not, I'm not going to bite. Okay. Um, definitely would love to hear from, from your crowd and your audience. Absolutely. And if anyone has anybody, any, anyone has any questions, any like more, you want to get a five minute phone call, 10 minute phone call. I'll free up the time for you guys. Okay, I'm not that that busy, even though I am. Okay, I'll free up the time. And yeah. I want to be able to position where I can, if I can, if I can help you learn something, whether you're my client or not, if I can give you something we can take back and take it to your family, I've done my job. I truly believe that. So Instagram, you can Google me. My number's there. My email's there. You, man, today in today's world, you can find me. Yeah, facts. <laughs> you facts, can find facts, me. Facts, facts, facts. So yeah, man. All right. Shoot. That, thank you for coming. That was a packed, packed interview. I really appreciate all the information, especially like even like selfishly. I needed it. 100%. I needed it. So thank you again. And guys, that's episode 12. Choo, choo, choo.